Blog Talk Radio. Coming, coming to your live and clear. Like the brain of everyone's attention.
Welcome, family. <laughs> Forgot about that part. Welcome, family. This is Healing Paradigms Presents. And tonight we are going to talk about you were built for this. But before we get started, I am going to get us prayed in. Um, the person who sings this song is, his name is Thomas Shala Walker. If you'd like, you can friend him on Facebook and let him know that Divine Inspiration Network was the one that kind of referred you to him. Um, at some point, he is actually supposed to do an album of the Divine World Prayers. So just hold on tight, and we will get prayed in. Be right back. Thank you. 
that will help you to make the determining factor of whether or not you are making the right choice. You won't have any altered feelings uh, about about the choices that you're making. Or if you're getting that download and that intuitive nudge to move forward in a certain direction, know it, just know that that aspect of yourself that is calling you to move outside of your box is ca- calling you to have a beautiful experience and move you in the direction of your more directed desires. Now, what happens is that a lot of times we we get trained out of our natural guidance because of fear, because of concerns about judgment, because we're wanting to fit in. <laughs> and I'm not just speaking, you know, speaking as an observer with that. I'm also speaking from a, a person who has done all of those things. And I have come to the conclusion that <laughs> there is no need for me to even try to fit in because I, you know, I, I will say that the way I'm built, um, the way the creator built me was to just simply not fit in at all. So the thing is that when you're not, when you're not following in alignment with your true path, then you are, will face challenges that will be even more challenging than what you would have done if you had actually listened to that intuitive knowing and listened to your heart space. I want to give a for instance, and I know that I've talked about this before on uh, One Love, One Connection, One Us. However, uh, I I always refer to it because it really provided me with it was a teaching experience. Back in 2001, I got married to my now ex-husband. But before that, My heart space, spirit, my soul was speaking to me and telling me that this was not necessarily the right choice. And I really was in a mindset of love is a choice. Love is an opportunity, you know, love, you know, no one that I had ever seen before really had what I considered a loving relationship or or at least they were they were more like roommates living together even if I observed that you know even those people with whom I observed had marriages I don't think that I knew anybody 
that was actually happily married. I didn't actually meet them until after after I got married. It was a couple that that lived in Detroit, Michigan, and they liked to go boating, and they had invited me to go boating with them. And they truly were like best friends, that they they were joyous when they were around each other. And I really had wanted that for myself, and but I had gotten I, – I, I went against – what my intuitive knowing was saying. So we're rolling along, (laughs) and I would say seven to eight years later, I realized that the man that I was married to at that time was was not going to be emotionally capable of giving me what I needed in order to be in relationship with him. In addition to that, I he did a lot of uh, criticism of me, and and also you know sort of chipped away at the person that he claimed to love by criticizing and yelling at me and, and things of that nature. Um. And also, there was a lot of gaslighting that was going on with with him um, being unwilling to really have what I would consider a serious discussion with me. Uh, gaslighting, ladies and gentlemen, is when a person really does not really take uh, accountability for the things that you're saying about the things that you're wanting and needing. Uh, for the relationship and not ha- and them not having um, accountability and and turning it back on you saying well I do this and I do that for you and you know this is how I show you love well you know <laughs> unfortunately that wasn't what I needed in order for me to stay in the relationship so in two thousand. There were several things that had happened. In 2010, my mother passed. And I decided that, you know, I I had come to a place of understanding at my mother's funeral. I'm sitting there in the church where I grew up in and my youngest son is sitting on my lap and my oldest son was sitting on the other side of my husband that my ex husband that my now ex husband but he was sitting on the other side of the ex husband and my son was leaning over his lap. And mind you, the relationship that I have with my mother, it was it was a very close relationship. I would say that my mother was at you know, had been one of my best friends and how we managed that And me still, you know, being a relatively um, 
I say, good child. It isn't the equivalent of what what people say today about you know people having you know not treating your children as friends. But she definitely she definitely was into sharing with me what her you know allowing me to share what my thoughts were with her um, within within reason when when it came to making decisions. Um, for myself and, and sometimes as us as a unit But I'm sitting there in the church And my son, my oldest son is leaning over And my youngest son is in my lap And I look down at my oldest son And he looks up at me And he grabs my hand And in that moment, I had the blaring clarity that the man that I was married to just did not operate in that space of of being being able to reach out um, on an emotional level. And that's when I had made the decision because I had been vacillating. Up until that point, I had been vacillating back and forth about whether or not I was going to get a divorce. But in that moment, I just realized that, you know, here it is. My oldest son is holding my hand, and the man that I'm married to is not. In fact, you know, um, I can understand how, um, people don't want to be around folks when they're upset. Uh, I get that. But this was perhaps like one of my weakest moments. And the person that I was married to was not my soft place to fall. Now, mind you, several years before, Spirit was telling me to not go through with this marriage. So let's fast forward. I've gone past the place of telling him that I wanted a divorce. And uh, as a result, I was in a place of a very, very deep hole, an emotional deep hole, because the amount of depression that I was experiencing because of the failure, because of what I considered the perceived failure of the marriage, as well as my mother's death was weighing on me. And at one point, I got to a point where I you know, was now no longer able to, I, I wasn't, I did not have a, what you would call a steady form of employment. And I, you know, I was home, uh, almost, I, I had gotten evicted from the place that I was living at. Um, I, I stayed with a girlfriend for about a month. 
while I kind of recalibrated my life. I put everything that I had in storage and I moved to, uh, you know, I moved in with her for a month and then I moved into another place where I got grounded. And that, you know, that was my place of hitting rock bottom. (laughs) And, And all because of the choice that I made, you know, several years before. And one of the things that was really interesting about that was that, like, after I got married to him, um, I could sense a sense of sadness because I had made that choice. So... Um, at one point, I did move out of my girlfriend's house and into a one uh, a sort of a, like a studio apartment uh, that was a part of a house. And then I <laughs> I was experiencing some challenges there <laughs> because the landlady's son had an interest in me, and, well, that simply was not going to work because he was a smoker, and I was licking my wounds, and I was working on pulling myself together uh, because who I was operating at, who I was operating and who I became in the marriage could no longer stand. I had to become something else. Um, everything that I was prior to the marriage, well, that was no longer there because I, by this time, I had two, I had two children and what have you. So I eventually moved from there and one more place in Arizona at ASU, and then I eventually moved to Baltimore, Maryland. In Baltimore is where I did the majority of my healing because during the time that I was back in Arizona, I was constantly getting into conflicts with my ex-husband. And, you know, let's just say um, it was not a pretty experience. I did a lot of suffering after that. So let's fast forward a little bit further. Um, That was where I decided, okay, let's look at what I did. You know, what I did, what was happening in this relationship with my ex-husband. In fact, what was happening in the relationships with all of the guys that I had been involved with prior I really had to sort of take a look at myself and realize, like, I really was not given um, a good example of what it was like to be in relationship with, with uh, be, a, be a couple. Almost every single woman <laughs> in my family that I grew up around 
they pretty much raise the ch- their children on their own. Um, a number of them had children out of wedlock, including my mother. Um, and none of them had been in what you would call a successful relationship. None of them. My my grandmother, my, well, I can't say my great-grandmother, but my great-grandmother was, you know, my great-grandfather had been dead, but to my knowledge, she was really, she really did not like the person that she was married to. My uh, grand-aunt, who was very, who who was a part of my rearing, um, and a number of cousins, uh, a number of older cousins, all every single last one of them. And here's the thing: the the pattern is being passed down. And I had made a decision a very very long time ago that that was not that was not going to be my path. But here I was. I was I was divorced. I was just working on getting my life back together and. And I was living in Baltimore and just pulling myself together. So what ended up happening was I met, um, I I began to allow myself to be directed by spirit. I got into, uh, I I became friends with um, a former business partner of mine and he was what I oftentimes called practice. And we we studied the information by um, John Gray from, from Mars, Women Are From Venus, uh, Gary Chapman, um, The Five Love Languages. And there were another uh, a number of other relationship authors about how to be in um, a loving relationship. We began studying about why, what relationships were really for, which was for, you know, one of the ultimate things that relationships are for, for your healing, because you never really get everything that you need from your parents. And also that relationship provided me with uh, a window into understanding men because in a previous incarnation, uh, the person was that was my business partner, he was a playboy. <laughs> and so, and so oftentimes, like I was, was trying to understand, you know, the behavior and the language of men. And so he provided me with that, uh, provided me with that from time to time. And not only him, but I had a number of male friends who, who did not, who did not really have the interest in me um, as, as uh, to be in a relationship with me, but, they respected and honored my boundaries and were like, I would say, like my big brothers. So <clears throat> with him, um, I I would put into practice what it was that I was learning. 
um, nonviolent communication, understanding the the differences between men and women based off of Gary, uh, um, Dr. John Gray, uh, understanding the love languages with Gary Chapman, all of it cultivated in me actually putting into practice certain behaviors that would allow me and, and also helping me to establish boundaries. As a result of all of that, I eventually met the man that I'm married to now. And then uh, if you've listened to One Love, One Connection, One Us, you already have uh, heard me and King on that show. And I have to say, because I was in a place of listening to spirit and and I guess you could say clearing out all of the feelings of guilt and of suffering that I that I went through because of my choices. It helped to build me up so that I could be the person that I need to be in the relationship that I'm in now. So your challenges are always going to be in a place of perfecting you. Especially if you are in a place of saying, okay, taking accountability and making a decision about how it's going to be different and being with people and being around people who are going to support you in your change and uh, in your observation of what it is that you're doing so that you can stop suffering. So there's a quote by Eckhart Tolle that says, suffering is necessary until you realize it's unnecessary. So when you're in a place of listening to your intuitive nudges and you're in tune with listening to spirit, you're less likely to have uh, what I would call unnecessarily challenging moments. See, because I, I think that you know, there is there is this idea and perception in society that that you know that you can only learn through pain. But I am I I don't hold to that adage. I think that when you walk in fearlessness with spirit guiding the way, and you asking for help and for guidance, because none of us are going to, I guess you could say. We we need one another. We need one another. Mentorship is necessary uh, in order for you to be in a place of perfecting yourself, um, in in order to grow and change, and so that you can find out what is required and what is necessary for you to be in a place of being in a better place. But the thing is, is that you can say that those places where there are challenges, like my marriage to the ex-husband, was a detour to where I was now. Because all along, I was on the way into the experience in the space that I'm in now. However... It was a detour. 
And infinite intelligence has this way of using your detours off of your path when you don't listen um, to perfect you. Because suffering is necessary until you realize it's unnecessary. (laughs) Anyway, I am going to take a short break. And when we come back, we we will see where this discussion takes us.
that your experiences that you're having, and if you if you find that you are in a place that you don't desire to be, that you have the power to change that by just deciding, and through the power of your decision, but your through the power of having a burning desire to alter the course of your life, you can do that. You were built for that. You were built for your life. And you were built to live the type of life that you desire to live. I do not I do not really sign up for the idea that we all are supposed to be unhappy. One of the things that I often see when I'm observing people is that people are suffering. And that suffering, oftentimes, it can be a sort of what I call a silent suffering. That you're going going through the experience of your life, but you are suffering on a really deep, bone deep level that you know because you are because you are living the life that you're living but you have the power to change that now the thing is is that it will require you to do things that you have not done before it may require you to get some coaching on, you know, somebody who will assist you with breaking your patterns. Because the reason why you are living the life that you're living is because of the decisions that you've made and the chronic decisions that you've have made. There are little decisions that have led you to where you are now. And at any point in your experience, you can change that. You were built to change the trajectory of your life if you desire to. Now, mind you, the thing that you really should understand about that is that you will need some help along the way, and there are plenty of people to help you make that decision, whether or not it's in your personal life, whether or not it's in your professional life, whether or not that it's in your um in your business life what what area whatever area that you would like to change it can be done and you were built for that change you were built to make you know to make that that shift and the thing about it is when you decide to make those shifts you know, who you have been has to die. You can't keep holding on to who it was that you were um, in order to make that shift. It, it, okay, so okay, so one of the things that I am currently working on now is wealth building. I can't be who I was when I was living with, you know, when I was living in South Carolina, when I was living in Arizona before I got a divorce. I I can't even really be the person that I am now if I am to 
draw to me the type of wealth that I'm desiring, to have the type of freedom that I'm desiring to have, and I have to address those issues. Now, what I've been doing as of late is um, reading books on wealth building, um, taking some classes with people who have who specialize in helping people build wealth, and also spiritual practices that help to break up the rhythm that I had been in with what I was doing prior to. And I was built for that change. I'm built for what it is that I'm looking to be. One of the things that's really interesting, um, I think the rapper Jay-Z was talking about how, you know, he had been working and applying himself to his craft. And when he got to a certain place, he was making a testimony as to, you know, being um, being in in a certain um, theater, and he was he was telling people in his in his um, music that he was he was going to do this. He was letting you know right up front that he was changing, and so. Along the way, just so you know, no one really gets any gets further in their career without some assistance and some without some help. They don't. Uh, oftentimes, you will find that the rich will talk about that, or the people who have performed will talk about that that they didn't get there on their own. That there was somebody there that helped them to apply their craft in order for them to get to the place where they are now. One of the things, one of the songs, <laughs> one of the songs that I find really interesting is uh, Beyonce's "Upgrade You," where she, you know, where uh, Jay Z was uh, is like featured on that, <laughs> featured on that song, and it is so interesting because you know them as a couple are so interesting because she is exactly who it is that she said that she was and she told him that she would actually be able to, you know, increase his bank account. And with some of the money decisions that she's made, I have to I have to really like that is some awesome stuff that she has done. But even she herself did not make it there by herself. She had others to assist her. With the you know with having an understanding for business and and for building wealth and them together they have they have come to a place of being billionaires you know and billionaires in the entertainment industry and they were built for that whatever it is that you're desiring you are built for that but know that you're not going to get there by yourself that when you make the decision, you're going to have people come into your life that will help you to change the trajectory if that is what you are truly desiring. Because you were built for it. Anyway, I am going to go ahead and shut this down because, you know, it, it, it's, this message was really, really simple. 
the challenges that you go through are in a place of perfecting you. And if you are suffering, you understand that you have a choice not to suffer. And that, you know, your experiences on a certain level are teaching you and learn and teaching you and perfecting you so that you can live a more a life that is more in alignment with what uh, the creator would have for you. And what the creator wants for you is you to live a life with elegance. Because you were built for this. You were built to live the life that you desire. You were built by the God force. And the God force is into creating. I ran across a a meme on Facebook. You know, it wasn't Facebook. But it was in Instagram, and it says that the seed of God is in us. Pear seeds grow into pear trees. Hazel trees, the hazel seeds grow into hazel trees, and God seeds uh, into God. From a small seed, a mighty trunk may grow. Go ahead and create. And live a life that your creator would desire for you to live. Step into your godhood because you were built for it. Step into the the most elegant and beautiful life that you would like to experience because you were built for it. This is not to say that there will not be challenges. The challenges will either be in... Your choices, if you make the wrong decisions, then there will be a a lot of challenges due to the challenges where you do not listen to your, uh, your higher intelligence, your higher self, your soul, your spirit. But if you listen to your higher self, you will still have challenges but they are challenges that are in a place of perfecting you. All of it is perfecting you, but it is in a place of perfecting you in a, in a space of polishing you off as opposed to having you go through a grinder first before you get polished off. Anyway, I'm going to shut this down. I hope that you all have a great evening, and I will see you. See you next week. Peace, love, and blessings. I love you, and there's nothing that you can do about it. I know exactly what you're thinking. I've had those thoughts a million times. See the question that's behind your eyes Or you're searching for your peace of mind Now listen up to this truth You are me and I am you 
Every one 